0: There are some things that you can have very, very specific ways, and there are other things that, well, there's more than one way to have them. That's what this episode's about. This or that. My name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lip. Well, here I am again, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Phil, and you are listening to The Lip one more time. I know that there's some of you out there who probably were wondering if I was going to talk any football this week, but, well, the regular season ended last week. Um, I'm recording prior to the results of the 49ers and Rams game. Doesn't really make a difference. And that's why I'm really not going to talk any football, because, well, Whether the Rams win or not, it's not going to matter. 49ers are still the one seed. And they're not playing the week that this show is being recorded. So there's, for me, nothing really to talk about. (laughs) That's a beautiful feeling to have. The one seed, the bye week, talk football in like two weeks. That's great. But we'll talk a tad bit of wrestling, which is kind of cool. Really, really, really salivating over my WrestleMania ticket right now. Because once I saw what happened on day one, Monday Night Raw, I just, I lost my mind. I truly did. Where is The Rock going to eat in San Diego? Is he going to eat at, um, can't even get it out. It's so intense to me. Is he going to eat at a booth? Is he going to eat at the bar? Or is he going to eat at the head of the table? (laughs) Where he belongs. Nice little uh, subtle challenge to Roman Reigns. It's a beautiful thing. Love it. Can't wait to see how that plays out. But as far as this episode playing out. Whew. This or that. I'm going to kind of go into a. couple of different things here or there. And it's going to have a central point. And then usually at that central point, there's going to be a a way to go in one direction or another. To give you an example, this is not one of the parts of the topic, but it's sort of an example of what I'm going to talk about. Let's just say I bring up the subject of... A book. People read books. Now, this or that would be as simple as saying, do you prefer reading science fiction or mystery? And then I'll go into the reasons why I may like one or the other. That's not the topic that we're going to be discussing. However, there will be a few of those individual subjects that are going to have a this or a that, and I'm going to decide exactly which way I personally would go in the scenario that I bring up. For example, going back to the books, I would probably prefer more mystery in a book than I would science fiction. I just like science fiction. Prefer that as a movie versus a movie mystery, because it seems like, to me... Hold on. Sorry there. Had to sneeze. I don't edit. That's just the sort of situation that goes on. I just stopped the recording for a second. But, back to the point. When it comes to, say, a murder mystery book... I would read it once, and I wouldn't think about it again. If it was science fiction, I would probably read that a few more times. Like, if it was a murder mystery movie, I would watch the heck out of that thing more times than would be necessary, because I always like to look and see, aha, I see where that situation started from. And I would do it until my eyes bled, much like the same thing that I would do with, the fiction, the uh, sci-fi stuff. But that's just the way that I do things. But that's how this episode's going to go. I'm going to tell you this or that on a certain subject, and then I'm going to tell you what I think of the things, and then I'll tell you which way I tend to lean. I think that that's a safe way to make this episode kind of move, and I thought it would be interesting because it's a little different. I haven't done anything like this, so here we go. We we'll try something a little new. Nothing hurts, right? New is interesting. It's exciting. This year is only a couple weeks old at this point. Why not try something different, right? Right. Well, speaking of things that we're trying that are not really different, we're gonna go to the next segment, which is one of my favorites. I'm gonna fill in the blank right before the main event. Well, this episode is going to air January 13th, 2024, and as a result of that, I can certainly tell you that there was a blank that has been filled in this week. As of January 8th, 2024, the blank would have been that needed to be filled in was, who is the college football national champion? That blank was very clearly filled in by Michigan. They defeated Washington 34-13 on the 8th of January, 2024. Some people think there's a little controversy behind it. Eh, I don't know. I don't care. Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. He just missed it with the 49ers. And he got one with his team that he loved. He went to, he coached, his dad coached. I mean, it's a good, feel good story. When Then you think about the fact that he got suspended this season by the NCAA for a couple of games. It's just one of those situations where it's like, it doesn't matter what was going on. That team was going to win the national championship. So, the blank that has been filled in is, who is the college football national champion? And the answer is Michigan. Time for the main event. <laughs> The bell is rung. It is main event time. My question to you is this or that. What am I talking about? This or that? Just like I said before, I have a few items here. And I'm going to essentially tell you some of the things about these items. And I'm going to tell you which way that I tend to lean on these subjects. I would hope that eventually you will get a hold of me within the Facebook group, the LIP group. And if you choose, you let me and everybody else in the group know which one you choose. This or that. It's a real simple concept. And I'm going to start with the very first one, which is the most obvious one that I would have to choose. Pizza. 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 My favorite food. I think it's the greatest food ever made. I have just an affinity for pizza. I love the stuff. I I took an 11-day vacation where I ate at 49 different pizza places and ate over 100 slices of pizza at one time. I also had a streak of eating pizza for 30 consecutive days. The only reason why I didn't go any longer was because I tried to get cute with it and eat one slice at 11.59 and the next slice after midnight in order to try to get the two days. So I cheated a little bit, and because of that, I messed up and broke my streak at 31. Really dumb. So, my question is, how is that going to look about pizza? Am I going to ask you about types of pizza? Yes, I will. I'm not going to break it down and say, which do you like better, Sicilian or thin crust, which is just a general round. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go very, very general. Because both of those things get toppings or no toppings. And that's what this or that is with pizza. Do you do toppings? Do you not do toppings? For one, toppings... They make the thing look real colorful. They make it look real nice. They make it look tremendously attractive. Personally, when it comes to what I like to call the fast food pizzas, say the Domino's or Pizza Hut, I will have a tendency to, from time to time, order mine with bacon. Because, let's just face it, bacon makes everything better. just does. And... That just makes the experience of what I would consider the fast food pizza even more just wonderful than it could possibly be. Now when it comes to your traditional pizza that you get from your local, or in my case, the very best pizza parlor that I know, which is Capone's. I always like to mention them whenever I get a chance. In South Toms River, New Jersey, you must try it if you haven't already. There's the plug. But when it comes to pizza from your pizza parlor. I tend to go plain all the time. I just like it that way. Personal preference. I think that when you have a plain pizza. You will discover any flaws that the pizza will have in general. That's my point. If the pizza is no good with just the cheese, the sauce, and a crust, if you add toppings to it, what that's going to do is it's going to mask the problem that's actually hiding behind the pizza itself. So for my take, I believe that places that load their pizza up with a lot of toppings, now think about this, think about it carefully. Sometimes you see pizza that has a nice little spiral of pepperoni, and every once in a while some of them miss here or there because of the way they cut it. But there's a few, right? And then think about the places you've been to that have it completely blanketed where you can't really even see the cheese because just all pepperoni on top. My question is, what are you trying to hide by putting all that pepperoni on there? Is the sauce no good? Is the cheese no good? Is the crust no good? Why do you need all that pepperoni? I think you're hiding something. <laughs> Whereas the plain slice will reveal exactly what is good about the pizza. Just saying. Went to a house that we were when we were looking to to buy a house. And they said there was a little bit of damage on the wall downstairs. Right? So I went downstairs and looked at the wall, and there was a crack going up it, something that you would need to fix. And I'm like, hmm, okay, that's not pleasant. Then I went outside and walked around because of where the siding was and the fact that they pushed all kinds of furniture in front of the inside, so I'm going to see, okay, now if this crack isn't that bad, when I go outside, I'm not going to see anything, and it's not going to be a big deal. Wrong. I went outside... And you can see the crack that I studied from the inside after moving a few items, and it had gone all the way up past the siding. And my best thought process was that crack continued up the siding. I theorized that Thor came by and smashed it with his hammer. That, to me, is what I think of when I see an excessive amount of toppings on a pizza. It's because it's not good pizza. So... When it comes to this or that, even when it comes to bacon, because heck, one day I had the most the most horrible pizza you could ever have in your life, and I loved every second of it. It was a Pizza Hut pizza that was stuffed crust, but it was not just stuffed crust; it was bacon stuffed crust. So it had cheese and bacon all the way through the crust, and then it had. I chose to have. Double bacon on it. So this thing was just so greasy, it actually went through the box. It was that greasy. I was in heaven. But, of course, the only thing that made it good was the bacon. It wasn't the pizza itself. It was purely the bacon. So, to end my pizza debate here, I'm going to say, well, this or that. I have to have no toppings versus toppings. Maybe you think a different way. Let me know. Next. Are you an early riser or are you a night owl? Both have their benefits. Don't get me wrong. Never, ever, ever think that I believe that anybody who gets up early and starts their day and does the things they need to do is doing it the wrong way, nor will I ever say that somebody who has stayed up all night to get stuff done is doing it wrong either, because I've done it both ways. There was a point in early 2020, well, late 2020, during the pandemic period, where the best way and most effective way that I could get into the gym before going to work was to get up at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, go to the gym that early. Now, of course, under normal circumstances, the gym is pretty empty at that time. And during the pandemic, it was even more empty. So getting up early was actually a great thing. I was able to do it and I was able to get my workout in without any difficulty. And I was able to continue on my day, move right on. At the same time, I also had a point where sometimes I'd get up really early in the morning and I'd do my podcast. I would be able to just, I'd be up and I would just do it. So I did it really early in the morning. It was an interesting time. And did it make a difference? Well, I think the shows were okay. It wasn't that I was overtired, no. Undertired, no. I felt fairly good. And I got my work done, and I was able to then move on with the rest of my day. Now, let's go the other direction. Being the night owl. Well, at night, it kind of works the same way. Only, it just, the clock is different. If you were to go to the gym late at night, you would also see that there weren't that many people there. And you would also be able to blow through your workout. Just as easily as I've gone in early in the morning and have virtually maybe two or three people there at five o'clock in the morning, I've gone to the gym at 11 o'clock at night and literally had the entire gym to myself. It was like a private workout facility. Nobody at all was there except for me. I thought that was pretty cool. I think that if you're a gym person and you have the opportunity and you're not that guy who, or lady who likes to go to the gym. Except for in your morning times during that, that peak hours where everybody's there. You should take the opportunity to once, at least once, go to the gym really, really late. It's a fascinating experience. And it will probably change your mentality. You'll be a person who, will be, who won't be afraid to do that. And you'll be like, oh, wow. Be able to get to that machine and have nobody on it. It's, it's crazy. It really is. And at the same time, I've also done my podcast later at night. Everybody's asleep. Same thing. I have the ability to focus on just that. There's nothing else going on. I don't feel as restricted as I do, say, doing it in the middle of the day when there's a lot of things that are potentially happening. It's a little bit more uh, liberating to do it in the middle of the day. Now... As far as working goes, the early riser gets in, gets out, goes home. When it comes to doing that, I've tried it, but I have a hard time being motivated that early in the morning. It takes me a little while. It's kind of like a diesel engine that has that plug-in so you can get those glow plugs moving so that eventually when you turn it over after a while, it just takes a while for it to move, but once it gets moving, I'm good to go, but it just takes me a little while to warm up, whereas opposed to overnight, when I worked those shifts, I was a lot more energetic in the beginning, and I was ready to do a lot of my stuff early, so that towards the end, I would have some time to be able to Relax a little bit. more. I can promise you that I've had times when I was working overnight and I'd get home and I would be pretty much shower and sleep. No big deal. If it was during the day, however, my mentality for me personally, I would have to go home and maybe take a 20-minute nap. <laughs> Because that day shift was just something that, I don't know, the waking up the, at that time and get ready to go into the work. Much like when I would do my workout, I would be in there and you would just get it done and get it over with. But at the same time, I just, once that was done, there was like nothing left. I had nothing left. There were times when I worked overnight just as a corrections officer and it was my day off. Shoot. Let me tell you how I would go into work at at um let's like, uh, during my day off. It would be the, the last day before I would I'd be off that next night. I would get home, take my nap. Essentially sleep, get up at around 2:33 o'clock, so I'd be up at 2:33 o'clock. Then I would go in for work that night and I'd be up from 2:30 All the way until 6 when my shift ended. Drive home. Deal with the kids. Essentially take them to school at the time. Then I would... No, no. They weren't in school when I was working overnight at the jail. At the end they were. At the end they were. But what I would do, essentially, is it would be my day off and... I would end up staying awake because I wanted to do a few things or needed to do a few things. And I'd be awake from get home. It would be 7.30, 8 o'clock. Now I've done this. I started eating. I had to do some stuff in the house, outside the house. Next thing I know, it's like 1.30. 1.30. I know the kids are coming home soon. In my mind, there wasn't really much reason for me to go to sleep, so I'd stay awake. The kids would go home, and they would do what they had to do, homework, play, whatever it was. And I would look at the clock, and it would be, like, 8 o'clock. And without even thinking about it, because, like I said, the day before, I had gotten up at 230 and from 2.30 to 2.30 is already 24 hours. So I've been up an entire day. And then it would extend to 8, 9 o'clock. And then I would just conk out. So you figure 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, 3.30, 30 uh, no, 2.30, 3.30, excuse me, 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, I've seen up to sometimes 10, but I'll just go to 9.30 because it's easy math right now. That's an additional 7 hours on top of the 24 that I'd be awake, which would have me up about twenty, about 31 hours in a row, and boy, I got a little loopy around that point, and then I'd pass out, and then I would be able to enjoy my next day or two off. But that's how that kind of worked. Now, as far as it goes, some people love the night owl, some people love the early morning Personally, if I had to pick being the early morning guy or being the night owl, I'm going to have to go the night owl. I just will. I just will. Some people are different. Let me know. Some of you guys, like I know for sure, for sure, Mr. Patrick Houston of Zenith Transportation is 100% an early morning riser. He gets in, takes advantage of that early gym, and then he does his other work at the same time. He's definitely an early riser. <laughs> that's for certain. Uh, going to talk about some automobiles for a fast. At one point, I was going to say Ford or Chevy. And then I said, that's not even a debate. It's clearly Chevy. And then I thought, maybe Automatic or Stick... But I know that the way the times are right now, I can probably count on both of my hands, all the people who I know who can still drive a stick shift. And so that's just not even really a debate because most people are automatic. And a lot of me, a lot of people I know have never, ever in, my, in their lives driven a stick shift. And I've run into people in auto shops that I worked in that I had to bring the car in because they couldn't drive a stick. And I don't know. That's just the way it is. So I couldn't use either of those for a topping. So I had to go very rudimentary and say, Well, are you a car person or are you a truck person? And I'm going you can throw SUVs in the truck if you like. Go ahead. I'll accept that. Now, I've had off the top of my head, somewhere about fifteen cars, just a quick number. Overall vehicles. In that Group, I personally had four trucks, um, or vehicles that could be considered trucks. I had a Jeep. I had a Bronco, and trust me, that thing it was just a piece of junk. Um, I had my Avalanche, and I had a small Ranger. But I also, on the other end, had some really powerful cars. I had my Camaro and my Z twenty eight. Um, I had my Monte Carlo Luxury Sport, beautiful vehicle, that was my race car, essentially. That's the one that I went 55 and won with. But we won't talk about that right now. (laughs) Both have their advantages and their disadvantages, for sure. Number one has always been gas mileage. The trucks always had a little worse gas mileage than any car I ever had. It just did. Except for now with the Telluride, that thing has fairly good gas mileage. Just the other day, I had taken it out and I noticed that it was doing 24 miles per gallon. That's that's pretty good. Whereas my Avalanche, I was proud of myself when I did a little bit of work and um, changed a few things around and got it up to a whopping 13 miles to a gallon. Yeah! Whereas my little car... Um, the little Optima that I had, that sucker would do easily 25 miles an hour. Not miles an hour, miles to the gallon. And it was just a workhorse. Wouldn't be an issue. But on that same note, the Monte Carlo and the Camaro, they think those things just, just drank gas. So that made it a push when it comes to that. As far as the, the comfort of the vehicles, prior to ankle injury and my back injury, I very much like the cockpit inside the Camaros, probably one of my favorite ones I've ever driven. The newer Camaros, though, I'm not really that comfortable with their cockpits. I, I really like the way the seats are, and when you sit in them. Like, don't get me wrong, if somebody were to hand me the keys to a Camaro right now, I would accept it, and I would drive it. But I would choose if you could give me a later model 85 for example as opposed to 2022 I'm just saying um, but now after the back any ankle entries i can certainly say that the seats the way you fit inside of any truck suv are just built a little differently they're more like say I don't know. Um, They feel more like that comfortable chair you have in your house. As opposed to getting strapped into a rocket ship, which was kind of like the Camaro. But I like that. (laughs) That's a big deal. Um, It really is. The comfort of the seat is totally different. It feels like your back is just more in in a better position. It just is. And my feet when I'm in that vehicle, are a lot more comfortable whereas as opposed to with the car. It it just gets a little uncomfortable from time to time, especially if you're taking a longer trip. As far as I look, the design of the vehicles, I've seen and had some very beautiful cars. I really have. But, personally, I am definitely excited when I see one of those trucks On the outside and on the inside. The things you can do with a truck. Like haul some furniture and stuff like that. Just truck stuff I like to call it. Don't get me wrong. They both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. And I personally would prefer. If you were to tell me. Five years ago. Would I want a Corvette? Or a Silverado. Five years ago. The answer would have been hands down. No question. 100% Corvette. If you ask me today. As I'm recording this episode. Well. I'm going to take that 2500 Silverado. Virtually every time. just Just for pure comfort factor. Pure comfort factor. It's crazy. I never thought I'd say that, but don't get me wrong. I like the Silverado and I love the Corvette, but just pure comfort alone. Gotta have the Silverado. So if I was to pick and had to go, because that's what I'm doing here, this or that, take the car or the truck. Well, I'm going to have to take the truck. I'm just going to have to take the truck. What do you think, everybody? What do you think? Well, I'm going to go towards more entertainment. I'm going to talk about live events. Or, or, watching from home. Totally different experiences. And I'm going to throw out one slight caveat. This depends on the event. Think about it. It depends on the event. It really, really does. Now, for example, the first football game that I ever went to in my entire life was a 49ers-Eagles game in 2011. Now, it was a little bit misty that day. so It got rained on a little bit. And that's not always the most fun experience if you're not the player on the field. If you're playing, oh, wow, you love that stuff. But if you're watching, it's like, eh, it's okay. But the game itself is still fun to watch. But it's just like, eh. If it was cold, well, I could, I could live with being cold as opposed to being wet. It's a little bit more interesting. That's one of those situations that I would say it would depend upon the event. Uh, that's a game that if it was nice and 30-degree uh, weather in Philadelphia or 25 degrees in Philadelphia, a little bit of wind, I'll all for it. But the rain, ah, the rain, the rain, the rain. Now, at the same time, a live event when you're talking about music. This is me just... Not really liking concerts. i have be the first one to tell you that. A lot of times, when you hear, for me personally, I, I just get really disappointed hearing live music, be even if it's on TV versus somebody um, playing a CD. So for me, the refined CD versus the person actually singing it live is a totally different experience for me. I would so much prefer the CD over the live, unless it's Adele, because she's probably the only person I've ever heard that translated perfectly from TV to the CD. She's amazing. So, that's a nod to my birthday buddy Adele there. Now, just in general, when you go to a live event, after having said that, it's an experience that you will never forget. You'll never forget. it. You see that, you hear the sound of the bat hit the ball. It's something different than when you're watching it from TV. It really is. When you see that guy catch that, um, for example, the last play of that 49ers-Eagles game that I went to go see, Justin Smith batted down a pass from Michael Vick, which ended the game for the 49ers to win. You can see that boom, it was just, it was something special, um, being at SummerSlam 97, I believe that's the one it was, when Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled Owen Hart, and Stone Cold got dropped straight on his head, it's one thing to have seen it on screen, like when I look at, and I watch it over again on, um, on Peacock, but being in that building, when you could hear the sound of Stone Cold Steve Austin's head hit the mat. And the collective thud that you could hear. And everybody in the audience, all of us knew, that ain't right. And we all had this, ooh. And like it was just <laughs> it was chilling. And here I go with the caveat saying, you had to be there. I mean, <laughs> you had to be there for that one. Now, there's events where you go and you're at home and you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is so much better at home. Because people do realize when you're in a live event, you're not going to hear the commentary of what's going on. The play-by-play and the color man for a sport or wrestling are not going to be something you're going to hear. You're not going to hear that. You're simply going to see the action. Which is also very cool, but you're not. You're gonna miss some of those those um, excited commentators, it, especially when it comes to wrestling and football. The game itself is clearly what you're there to see, but to hear the play by play person's excitement, it, it's almost like somebody sitting next to you giving you that information, especially when it's. The 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 color guy saying, well, you know, when I was in the NFL, blah 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 blah, this happened, and it makes it it's an interesting perspective. Makes you think a little bit. Now, on that note, I certainly would almost call this a push because it would depend upon the event. I. This coming Wrestlemania, it doesn't matter if there was 14 feet of snow on the feet, on the in the ring. I'm still going. <laughs> but at the same time, in Tampa Bay, when they did that Wrestlemania after the pandemic was over, they had like a half an hour delay because it rained. I mean, that's what you get sometimes when you're live and outside. You just don't know. So realistically, this one this or that, live or um, watch the event from home, I guarantee you, just based on watching that SummerSlam that I went to with Stone Cold Steve Austin getting his neck broken, after watching it on Peacock versus being there live, The one thing I can promise you is that moment is etched in my mind. And when I see it on the screen, it's just not the same. It's just not. I don't know if I would have been as excited about it. In fact, when it comes to that SummerSlam, I don't even know what the main event was. Because that match was the match we came to see. And then we saw him get hurt like that. So, I don't even remember what the main event was. It was like that. So, I'm going to have to go lean towards live events. Versus watching him from home. Yeah, live events wins. Boy. I didn't think this was going to go quite as long as it did. I'm actually pretty fascinated. Um looking at this I may be at a point where I may be thinking about shutting it down because this is and I didn't even finish all the ones I was going to finish I didn't think I had enough material but I may have had almost too much not that that's a big deal but it's um, more than I wanted to go through I'm surprised at this point that I'm sitting where I'm at um wow This or that. There's a little more meat on the bone than I thought there was going to be. Um, well... I think I might pick this up next time. I might try this again. This is a concept that I was rather stunned. I didn't know that it was going to go quite that long on that. I didn't. Okay. So I think that's what I'll do. I'll pick this up on another episode, because I still have... More to talk about as far as this or that, and I'll add a few more to this, and I'll know not to quite go that far. So, my this or that episode today, I asked you pizza with toppings or no toppings. I'm the no toppings guy. I said early riser or be a late owl, a night owl. I would be the late, the night owl guy. Car or truck? I'm picking truck that's just the stage of life that i'm in right now and live event or watch from home i'm gonna be the guy who would love to go to the live event i just am and on that note we're gonna wrap this up today the main event is over about to go ring the bell As you know, over the last 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, things have changed very, very, very rapidly. Just when you think something is one way, all of a sudden, technology has come out to make it better, faster, more efficient, simpler. But at the same time, if you're not with the trends or with the time, you could very easily fall behind. And it could make things a little more difficult. Example. I know that if you were incarcerated 20, 25 years ago. And you just got out today. Trying to pay your bills would be something that would be tricky. Because even 20, 25 years ago. There were still checks and people still use them. You would have an issue with trying to even watch a movie because DVDs would be around. You'd have to get one of those streaming services, figure out how that all works. Technology is just so different right now. Things have changed so quickly. And by being in jail, you essentially put yourself behind the times, very literally, while you're standing still, everything else is still moving forward. And this forward movement is just getting farther and farther and farther ahead. Even to the fact that, like, advancements in cars. My stepdad was a mechanic, and he worked on cars all the time, but a point came Around two thousand five where he's like, Yup, this stuff is got a lot more computer stuff in it and it's too advanced and he will work and he would work on stuff that was older. Um, myself when I got into the business of automotives, I worked from two thousand nine until effectively two thousand sixteen in and around auto shops and I can promise you that with the gap that I've had for not being in the shop, there was a quantum leap. In almost all cars. When you start talking about these. um, Lane. The systems that make you maintain in your lane. The rear view camera stuff. All this stuff is like standard on almost everything now. It's really something you got to be careful of. For example. I wouldn't just take my car. To go get an alignment right now. It's a 2020 with the lane departure system. I know just based on simple engineering that that system requires assistance from the brakes and the steering and suspension components have to be imagined computerized as well so i wouldn't let anybody outside a dealer touch it thus if you were an inmate you would be heart pressed to to be able to just jump right back into society These days, things are so different, and it's just a nightmare. And so if you did something illegal now and ended up in jail for five years, I can't imagine what you would run into just five years from now. The way that technology is changing, it's just it's crazy. So without a doubt, for somebody who wants to maintain a bit of life that is sort of adjusted with everybody else I can only tell you don't go to jail well the spear of the week has to be an establishment one of those club stores that's right around my house not going to go into the name of it but I will say this there are never ever ever Any carts. Nowhere. The cart return. There's none. There's no carts lined up inside the building. Not ever. So you have to sort of wait and hope that you can find one outside. In fact, the other day, I waited for some guy to put all the stuff in his car from his cart. And then I was able to take the cart that he just had. Are you kidding me? This is supposed to be a club store that we pay for in order to grace the doors of their establishment, and they can't even provide us with a cart to put our merchandise in? It's insane. It's ridiculous, and it's aggravating to no end. So this wholesale club store is without doubt getting the Spear of the Week. Okay, that's that. This show is on its way towards the end, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. It was definitely something I wanted to try a little different. This or that. I wasn't really sure how long it was going to be. Originally, truthfully, I thought that I didn't have enough material in order to create an entire show with this topic. And I had actually added a few more things as I was going along. And it turns out that just based on the way I thought about the subject, this or that, I was actually able to put out a little bit more material than I had anticipated. It's a good thing, though. That just means that if for no other reason, you will get a second this or that in the near future. Don't quote me on when, but just know that there's going to be another one coming. Well, hopefully, before that show comes out, you will have joined us and become part of our Facebook group, the Lip Group. There is always room for one more, ladies and gentlemen. There's always room for one more. Um, you can check me out on Instagram at henderson 5102 I'm somewhere out there in the universe on X, apparently. And last but not least, you can always have a look at my YouTube page, Phil the Lip, at Phil the Lip. You can find me at Phil the Lip. Hopefully soon I will be recording a few more shorts. And like I said, I, I fell behind on what I was going to do with the pizza thing. But trust me, it will happen. I just have to get through a few things. And we will be judging pizza harshly. I can't wait. But now, it's time for the words of wisdom for this episode. Now, these words of wisdom can go to all of us. Because if you understand what they are about, you will then be able to take a mirror to yourself and assess what you're actually doing to other people. And the words of wisdom are judging someone is observing their behavior and anticipating their intent. Judging someone is observing their behavior and anticipating their intent. You have to be able to try to get into somebody's mind and assume and anticipate what their intent was. That's what you're doing when you're judging somebody. Let that sink in. And on that note... My name is Phil, and you've just listened to the web.